Sorry, old sport, I thought you knew. This is the OK Gatsby colon, is Nick Carraway gay or what? That's I figured the subtitle of the <laughs> podcast would be. Yeah, this is our exploration of mainly that. <laughs> OK, 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 OK. Welcome to episode five of the OK Gatsby. We're going to be talking about chapter five today. I'm Kevin. I'm Terrence Hartnett. All right, and this hey. was a this was a big one plot wise. There's not a lot of like momentous plot episodes, but this was probably one this, of the first. Yeah, stuff happens here in terms of like the yeah the Gatsby with the Gatsby romance with Daisy that's happening. We got a little bit of uh, gangsterism and and Gatsby having a weird moment with Nick. Just a touch of gangsterism. Yeah, a lot of a lot of weird Gatsby. Gatsby is a very human. And we see, yeah we see Gatsby really losing his cool. Yeah, for sure. And then getting everything he wants at the same time. The Anxious Gatsby, it's called. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're going to start off. One is a f- uh, just a weird thing. When I came home to West Egg that night, I was afraid for a moment that my house was on fire. Two o'clock. So Nick comes home at two o'clock in the morning with his date with Jordan. So to trace... So he has dinner with her, and then he doesn't get back. So there is some... Ooh. He is spending a lot of time with her. Yes. So I... I'll credit you. That uh, that is pushing hey. more towards maybe, maybe Jordan was a genuine interest, but didn't hold up as most more remarkable than Gatsby. Sometimes time spent together is just that. But also he kissed her on the face. So kissed her on the face, and he stayed out till two in the morning. Although he stayed out with that one photographer till four in the morning. four in the morning. Yeah. So he's officially two hours gayer than he is <laughs> two straight. Yeah. Um, keep let's home. see. Uh, but that's an also another thing. We're gonna keep track of time this episode. Time comes up quite a bit. Kev's got a whole time thing, and I am loving it. Uh, listen, listen, listen in for that. All right, so he comes home, and Gatsby's house is fully lit up, but empty. And as you as you do when you see your neighbor's uh, house lit up, you assume. At first, I thought it was another party, a wild route that had resolved itself into a hide and go seek or sardines in the box, uh, which we had to look up because <laughs> we'd never heard of that. It's and like a reverse uh, game of like a reverse hide and go seek, where the, there's one hider and a bunch of seekers, and then when a hider finds a seeker, they join them and become a sardine in that box. Yeah. So is that a out. metaphor? Do you think? <laughs> um, well, I don't know because it, because we have both metaphor, kinds because because yeah. he suggested both. I think it's Gatsby searching for something, or he's hoping that people join him. Okay, yeah, okay, right. So, <laughs> no, no, it's definitely a metaphor, right? So, it's either there's what, either, yeah, he's hiding and people are seeking him out. And also, sometimes people. He's looking for Gatsby, so <laughs> Daisy's hiding from him. Yep. And then people are looking for him for the real Gatsby because they are curious about his legend. And they join him in their deception of the rest of people uh, about being ar- aristocratic. Rich people. Or this might just be, he says, hide and go seek. And or there are two games. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You never know with this. There are no second acts in American life. Uh, let's see here. Um, so he walks up to Gatsby and he says, your place looks like the World's Fair. Another Chicago reference. Hey. So, yeah, we wanted to go over it. Yeah, Chicago seems to be a metaphor in this book. It's, it comes up so often. Tom's from there. Everyone's from there. Or, like, everyone's from the Midwest. Everyone, everyone lived in Chicago at yeah. some point. Yeah. Uh, the World Series with the White Sox, yep. now here with the World's Fair. Chicago seems to be the counterexample to New York. A um, counterweight, yeah. A, m- the, a more American city, maybe. Yeah. New York has a very cosmopolitan or almost attempting to be British feel in this book. And uh, Chicago, perhaps, is the brutish Tom uh, more concerned with what it wants and not with its, how it appears. Yeah. So, so yeah. I You know, I didn't even realize this is at, at – I mean, I didn't register this as, like, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Gatsby sees Nick, and he goes, does it look like the World's Fair? I've been glancing into some, into some of the rooms. So let's go to Coney Island, old sport, in my car. He's like, let's go to Coney Island at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I looked it up. Coney Island is open at 2 in the morning. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, this is a joke. He just doesn't know what time it is. It's like, no, New York is weird, and their amusement parks are open all hours of the night. <laughs> the amusement park is open at 2 in the morning. When's yeah. it close? It says it. I looked it up. It's like it doesn't have like late in the morning. Wow! Like, it goes to the early morning and then it opens up back up at noon. So you could, you could pop a ride in before work if you wanted to. Yeah, that's good. Um. So then he says he's like uh, Nick's like obviously we can. It's two in the morning. And yeah. And he goes, 
Well, suppose we take a plunge in the swimming pool. I haven't made use of it all summer. <laughs> uh, foreshadowing. He's going to make some use of it with his dead, dead body. body. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he's like, all right, well, how about we go swimming at 2 in the morning? <laughs> it's also, And Nick just says, I've got to go to bed. Um, and then he, you know, Nick says the big thing. I talked with Miss Baker, I said after a moment. I'm going to call up Daisy tomorrow and invite her over to tea. Oh, that's all right, he said carelessly. I don't want to put you in any trouble. By doing the thing I've uh, carefully orchestrated over the last five years. Yeah. So, like, whatever. False I mean, nonchalance. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hate this interaction. What day would suit you? What day would suit you, he corrected me quickly. I don't want to put you in any trouble, you see. He's like, look. I whatever. <laughs> I don't want to come off as desperate. I just built a mansion, have parties every night in the hope that she comes back. But whatever works for you, Nick. Uh, day after tomorrow, and he goes, "I want to get the grass cut." So, uh, and he, so he, he reali- they realize that he means Nick's, Nick's gra- grass. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to get your grass cut. Your grass is gross. I can't have her coming here. <laughs> um, and then he's like, "All right, I got another little thing." Uh, and Nick's like, oh, do you want to p- put it up for a few days? And he goes, well, I thought, why well, look here, old sport. You don't make much money, do you? Not, uh, not very, very much. much. This seemed to reassure, reassure him and continue more confidently. I thought you didn't. If you'll pardon my, you see, I carry on a little business on the side, a sort of sideline, you understand. And I thought that if you don't make very much, you're selling bonds, aren't you, old sport? Trying to. Well, this would interest you. It wouldn't take up much of your time, and you might pick up a nice bit of money. It happens to be a rather confidential sort of thing. And then I realize now that under different circumstances, that conversation might have been one of the crises of my life. But because the offer was obviously and tactlessly for a service to be rendered, I had no choice except to cut him off there. So he's offered, basically, can you do a little accounting for us gangsters? Basically, right. Well, it means it seems like it's going to be immediately lucrative. Yeah, it's like, Like, hey, do you want to make a lot of money for a little thing? So we're just going to have you cook some books for us. Right. Uh, And Nick is like, it's such a weird circumstance that Nick isn't even flustered that he's basically asked to help out the underworld. (laughs) Yeah, I like that where it's like, this is any other time, this would be like a big deal, but like, it's so obvious. I knew why he was asking me this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like, I, I... Knew I could say no. He's not a he's not a scary gangster. <laughs> no, yeah, he's the like he, you're saying. Like Wolfsheim seems the scary gangster, and Gatsby is the fresh faced. Uh, yeah, the basically the PR of the, the veneer. Yeah. yeah, I've got my hands full. He says I'm much obliged, but I couldn't take on any more work. So, but yeah, but Nick is refusing on moral grounds. Yeah, he doesn't want to do this just because. Yeah, he he could make time. He literally is up till two in the morning with yeah. his this girl. He is studying books all the time like yeah he's got time but i like how he's like this is it's so gatsby is so uncool this whole chapter gatsby's gonna be gonna be so profoundly un gatsby so uncool i kind of like this change where he's clearly like shook um by the by the time and the gardens he tries tries to bribe nick right away because wanting things is uncool and for the rest of the book gatsby's never wanted anything else and now at his feet is the thing he wants, and that's all the composure goes away. Exactly. Yeah, he is so un Gatsby. He's like a he's like he's like a little boy, and, and Nick Nick describes him as a little boy a little later in this chapter. Yes. Um, let's see here. You wouldn't have to do any business with Wolsheim. Evidently, he thought that I was shying away from the connection mentioned at lunch, but I assured him he was wrong. He waited a moment longer, hoping to begin a conversation, but I was too absorbed to be responsive, so he went unwillingly home. Uh, the evening made, had made me lighthearted and happy. So there again, like he had a really nice time with Jordan. Yeah, yeah, um, good. He's probably see. drunk. Yeah, he's probably headed. He, this guy's this guy's an alcoholic. And doesn't yeah, know he will not admit that he drinks constantly. <laughs> um, so I don't know. This is funny. So I don't know whether or not Gatsby went to Coney Island or for how many hours he glanced into rooms while his house get blaze godly on so this rich man is walking through his mansion just staring into rooms <laughs> no glancing kevin he doesn't have time to stare at every room literally he's, he's like <laughs> losing his mind <laughs> he lazily is like hey neighbor do you want to be in the mafia okay whatever i'm gonna go <laughs> walk around stare into a bunch of rooms and think about the love of my life at my fingertips i hope there's a robe involved it seems like a robe behavior yeah like a, like a hugh hefner robe <laughs> Like, smoking a cigarette, but he keeps forgetting it, so he keeps going out. He's like, ah, sweet room. Oh, I forgot about this one. This is, this is a pretty good room, too. 
Yeah. Okay, and then... Calls up Daisy. Come to tea. Don't bring Tom. What? Don't bring Tom. Who is Tom? She asks innocently. Yeah, Tom is in quotation marks. So it's a little cute joke. Very it's fun. Very little... A flirty little line from Daisy. But who is Tom? That is also... Yeah, we talked about that. Or maybe that also is like one of the themes of the book is you can't really... Maybe you can't nail down Tom as well as everyone thought of this yeah. brutish uh, jerk. Um, and then at, at 11 o'clock... So another time thing. Uh, so a bunch of people come by the house and fix up Nick's house. And it's pouring rain. Pouring rain. It's, it's, it's raining constantly. Yes. This whole chapter, rain is a big part. Yes. We hadn't even, I hadn't even thought about that, how it's we, raining. Oh, we're going we're gonna to have to analyze this in the flag. I, didn't really, I, I knew it was raining, but I was like, ah, I'm, not, I'm not so hot with that, uh, with that kind of uh, symbolism. Type stuff, even though is it? It's like a maybe it's a cleansing rain, or maybe it's a storm of a storm, <clears throat> and so it's storming, so things are cut to come. It's like we got the trouble storm on the horizon, yeah. Right, but then again, like you know, spring rain bringing bringing life, life giving rain. Yeah, maybe it's purging Gatsby's soul. Per- the, yeah, yeah, of cleansing. the torment that uh, was Adam for four years, and then again, the- it's only like four years that he was into this girl. I know. We, we, we always, it seems like an eternity, but it's just it's just like college. Castaway is you know? on the island for 10 years, goes back, and his wife's already married, and he's just like, all right, well, it was, it was nice to see you. <laughs> all right, well, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, you really? We have love. a football team now. <laughs> <laughs> Gatsby goes to war for two years, comes back, and he's like, all right, time to lose my mind. <laughs> time to gangster up. Okay. All right, um, well, so Nick's in a bit of a pickle because he doesn't have his finished woman. So he has to yeah. go. The only other time that this Finnish woman is brought up, and that's also a good thing to point out about Nick, is that one, he says he doesn't make very much money, but two, he is a servant, and three, he doesn't say her name. God, I know. So he doesn't treat his servants with that much respect either. And she's his only one in this small house. And no one ever, I mean, like, no one ever questions it, which is funny. So it's like, it's I, I don't even know if it's maybe Fitzgerald, who, you know what I mean? Because it's like... There's no character who questions whether or not these servants have like any humanity. Yeah, you know what I mean, and there's like some nods. Like I remember when you describing like the juicing machine. It was like the juicer made 200 glasses of orange juice. Oh no, he had to press the button 200, 200 times. times. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the man becomes a part of the machine. So I do think maybe Fitzgerald is aware that these servants are being dehumanized. But yeah, also gears in the in the big cog of the right. They're literally machines, right? So. It, it, and then, like that. Nick is not like so maybe he's a little critical of the middle class too, which is like, like the only person like I can't even think of like the main because even Nick is a little bit one kind of like rude to servants, yeah, very catty, like uh, wasn't he knew who in the end he knew who kills uh, Myrtle he doesn't say anything. True. Oh wow, well, I guess yeah. There's the, I mean that's going to be right. We'll talk about that later. But I mean like the his moral choices at the end. It's, so no one in this book comes out squeaky clean. No, and uh, especially in, especially in regards to this, like Nick is not even especially even like doesn't even purport to be mortal about his fin. Um, I drove into West Egg Village to search for her among soggy whitewashed alleys and to buy some cups and lemons and flowers. So one of his errands is, is to find his Finnish woman who thought she had the day off, but too bad, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> um, flowers were necessary for two o'clock, so another time thing. Um. So Gatsby comes over, and here's another big thing: his eyes in this chapter, especially Gatsby's eyes. Keep track of the eyes. He was pale, and there were dark signs of sleep sleeplessness beneath his eyes. Um. So he is like hasn't slept all night, was just walking through rooms, and this is the big day. Uh, oh, but, he's he's so he he's preparing his house for Daisy. Yeah, but I mean, he has servants, so he is mentally just going over, just making sure it's perfect. But there's not much that he's gonna do. Yeah, you're right. Because he's not gonna get his hands on his knees and clean. No, he's not scrubbing. Right, he's just he's just, just walking looking. through. Yeah, making sure it still looks pretty. But yeah. there's stuff like Nick's trying to have a conversation. Gatsby's clearly a million miles away. Yeah. Um. And then, so one of the papers said they thought that rain would stop at four. It's another time, and also more rain. Uh, I think it was the journal. So I looked this up real quick. The journal is either the Wall Street Journal. Yep. So it's another reference to like economics, Wall Street, the rich poor. Mm-hmm. Or the journal is a New York journal, which was this big yellow journalism paper. And yellow journalism paper is about exceptional lies to sell yourself. 
which is kind of what Gatsby does. Hello. So that Gatsby's reading the this yellow journalism is like that's part of who he is. That, I I you know I think I prefer I I thought it was the Wall Street Journal, but I, I like I like the I like the New York Journal yellow journalism. Yeah. Extraordinary lies thing for Gatsby a little bit more. Um, and it's also very optimistic about the rain be stopping at four. And then he goes, hey, this, is what, this is a funny line. Have you got everything you need in the shape of of tea? <laughs> so, like, he, like, kind of trails off and basically says, do you have everything you need? Yeah. <laughs> Which is the big question of the novel. <laughs> Can you actually ever get everything you need? <laughs> I'm reminded of the time he says, like, hey, if you need anything from, just ask anybody. Yeah. He's like, leaves his, just, if you need so, anything, ask somebody and so you can get it. So, need is a big Small, like, well, not a big, but a small thing, but it's like getting what you need. Yeah. Can it actually be done? And <laughs> what happens when you don't? <laughs> um, and then, so. All right. So the. Uh, Gatsby looked with vacant eyes through a copy of Clay's Economics. So I get him with his eyes. And he's looking at Clay's Economics. This so, is introductory a, text to economics. Yeah. So, we, we talked about, we haven't talked enough about how Nick is studying. Being to be a bondsman, but basically studying the economy. Yeah. So our narrator literally knows the ins and out of like the American class system. He's literally working in that world. Right, and that's something that he keeps touching on at these parties. I mean, these servants, all that stuff. So he knows where all their money comes from in a very mechanical, mathematic sense. Um, so our narrator is aware of the in- he's aware of the injustices on a mathematical level, but chooses to live among them. Right, he chooses. Yeah, he chooses to live among the upper class. Even I mean, he and he knows. He said he it was it'd be smarter to live in the city, but he'd be amongst middle class and poor in the city. Yep, yep. He knows how the sausage is made. Later, there's mention of of, uh, of serfs and uh, serfs and peasants. Yep, we'll talk about that. Um, let's see. All right, so he Gatsby panics as he's going home. He's so anxious. I'm leaving. Forget it. He says, uh, he got up and informed me in an uncertain voice that he's going home. Why is that? No one's coming to tea. It's too late. He looked at his watch as if there was some pressing demand on his time elsewhere. So I can't wait all day. watch time. Time, time. Uh, don't be silly. It's just two minutes to four. Uh, so, yeah, he's a, like, he panics. Like, yeah. Gatsby, it, like, it's not even time for her to be there yet. And Gatsby's like, oh, uh, I got to go. It's not going to happen. <laughs> right. He's being, he's not making sense. Nobody's coming to tea. It's like, you mean Daisy, right? It's like, he's just being a nut. Yeah. He's really hasn't slept and he's lost all his confidence of this man who built an empire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's totally shook. He's not himself. And then Daisy, Daisy arrives two minutes later when she's supposed to. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So she knocks. Uh, so we hear a motor turning up the lane. Um, and so she smiles and then is this absolutely where you live? My dearest one. So she's, she's charming. Yeah. She's very charming. The exhilarating ripple of her voice was a wild tonic in the rain. I had to follow the sound of it for a moment up and down with my ear alone before any words came through a damp streak of hair lay like a dash of blue paint across her cheek and her hand was wet with glistening drops as I took it to help her from the car. Are you in love with me? She said low in my ear, or why did I have to come alone? Uh, that's the secret of Castle Rackrent. And we looked it up. It's like... Uh, some historical some, novel. So, yeah, some historical novel. But I, re- I mean, there's a big cat. There's a big There's a big castle, so that's there's a big house, and that, that's part of the um, novel. So I guess maybe the connection between Gatsby's house and this castle, and but otherwise... For us, at least, a hit-and-miss reference. We don't get it. I mean, importance. yeah, Yates likes... Castle Recrant as a book, and and Fitzgerald likes, likes Yeats. Uh, but let's see here. Not everything means something. <laughs> uh, tell your chauffeur to go far away and spend an hour. Some more servants, just like, and then she goes. And time. Yeah, and time. Come back in an hour, Ferdy. So she knows her servant's name. Thank you. One, there's time, but she also knows her fir- servant's name. But this is a funny line. Then in a grave murmur, his name is Ferdy. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's embarrassed <laughs> that her chauffeur's name is Ferdy. <laughs> it's a bad name. I, I mean, like, I wouldn't have known. I'm like, you know, maybe it's like a 20s thing. No, it's still a bad. It's a he's, bad name yeah, then, too. His, his name is Ferdy. I'm embarrassed. Does the gasoline. She bothered to learn his name. Yeah, go ahead. Does the gasoline affect his nose? Nick so Carraway that's, asked. Yeah, Nick's just making a funny joke. Like, hey, remember your butler with the silver? <laughs> Nick Carraway, you sassy son of a gun. And she goes, I don't think so. She said innocently. Why? So she doesn't get it. Way over her head. So weirdly, Nick is in the East Coast, <laughs> and he's the one with, like, the New York sarcastic wits. Aha! Uh-huh. And everyone else is like, "What are you talking about, you weirdo?" Yeah, right. It's going over their heads. Yeah, Nick is definitely the most. Uh, but maybe, maybe he's telling the story so he gets all the good lines. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, so they get in, and Gatsby's gone. 
<laughs> and, she, and well, Daisy doesn't know he's going to be there, but yeah, he's gone. And then so he is, yeah, he runs around. The, I mean, presumably he's in the house. Yeah. They go in the house. He goes out the back door. Once they go in the house, he runs around to the front door. Yeah. And um, so this is a rich man in a very nice suit. <laughs> Pathetic. Yes, pathetic middle school dance. This is so middle school dance. Gatsby, pale as death with his hands plunged like weights into his coat pockets, was standing in a puddle of water, glaring tragically into my eyes. Yeah, eyes. eyes there, uh, glaring tragically. So eyes really, in this chapter, really reveal what's going on with That's Gatsby. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, he's vacant eyes, so he's not really there. Um, a tragic eyes, so like, this is like a tragic big moment for him. Yeah. And he's literally standing in a puddle, Charlie Brown style. <laughs> I know. Such like a puppy dog, broken man. Yeah, he's such a boy. Uh, so even now Nick's nervous at this point. Um, it wasn't a bit funny. Aware of the loud beating of my own heart, I pulled the door to, to against the increasing rain. For a half minute, there wasn't a sound. So for 30 seconds, they're just looking at each other. Yeah. Oof. Then from the living room, I heard a sort of choking murmur and part of a laugh, followed by Daisy's voice on a clear artificial note. I certainly am awfully glad to see you again. Which such a weird thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Good to see you. Good to see you. Oh, my you. God. Oh, man. <laughs> a pause. It endured hor- horribly. So this is like a terribly awkward moment. And what, oh, yeah. was, what do you expect? This is like... Your teen romance that you thought you'd never see again, and now he sneaks into your house by surprise. Yeah. Surprise meeting. I had nothing to do in the hall, so I went in the room. So, Nick, that's not a good excuse. (laughs) (laughs) I had nothing to do in the hall. Go in the kitchen. Like, Nick likes drama. He's always around drama. And here's this big dramatic moment, and he's like, I better go check this out. (laughs) Yeah. He wants to see it. We've met before, he says. Yeah, all right, so... Um, Do we miss the... His head leaned back so far that it tested, rested against the face of a defunct mantelpiece clock. And from this position, his distra- distraught eyes. So more eyes. So now tragic, now they're distraught. Vacant, uh, tragic, distraught. Stared down at Daisy at Sleepless before. Uh, who was, Stared down at Daisy, who was sitting frightened but graceful on the edge of a stiff chair. Yeah, we've met before, mur- muttered Gatsby. Little joke to Nick. Like, this wasn't all extremely set up. Um, luckily the clock took this moment to tilt dangerously at the pressure of his head whereupon he turned and caught it with trembling fingers so uh, Gatsby almost breaks the clock so seeing seeing Daisy basically destroys time for Gatsby right he almost yeah breaks these four years have now just like become nothing to him as he sits there staring at Daisy well he doesn't break the I don't know he doesn't break the clock Almost breaks. Second. I like it. He panic. Yeah, he's in a panic, and he and he. Uh, yeah, nearly, uh, nearly catches it before it breaks. So, I mean, maybe you could say he's being really. I mean, he's being really careful about time. But um, how he's gone about it has almost like ruined his whole his whole sense of time. Yes, because like we said, it's only been four years. Yeah, but, but he, seems... he has acted like it's a lifetime. <laughs> um, I'm sorry about the clock. He said. Uh, my, my own face has now assumed a deep tropical burn. So Nick is <laughs> red face. He's so embarrassed. I couldn't muster up a single commonplace out of a thousand in my head. It's an old clock, I told them idiotically. So this clock is like, an abs- like, a th- like a big chunk of just like. Right. Oh yeah, the clock is something. That's, that's, that's like when you brought up time. I was like, oh, that's what the clock thing is. Because me, I was like, this is a lot of time to spend on this clock. And I know Fitzgerald is very careful. Yeah, it's this old clock. So is it? Maybe four or five years old, and now it's mm. almost broken. Oh. Uh, I love this next this next piece of narration, which is kind of like a classic Fitzgerald humor. I think we all believed for a moment that it had smashed in pieces on the floor. Like, with how much apologizing was going on and stuff like that. It's Everyone's like, overreacting, and it might as well have just broken on the floor. Right, they're 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 walking on eggshells or whatever. They're they're all it's all it's a very tense thing, and it's all being it's all projected under this clock for a moment. We haven't met for many years," said Daisy. Her voice is matter of fact as it could ever be. Five years next November. Boom. The automatic quality of Gatsby's answer set us all back at least another minute. So, I don't know if we're gonna get high schoolers listening to this. Probably not. But if there are high school boys listening to this, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't 
tell people that you've been counting the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, it's actually it's been it's it's only it's only been thirteen days since I saw you. Or yeah. Like, oh, I, we haven't talked in uh, four and a half weeks. Like, got to play it cool. That's why Gatsby pretends he's leaning against the clock. He's like, you gotta yeah. pretend everything's cool and you're real nonchalant. He is because this really revealed that he is not nonchalant. He has a calendar marked of an X. Yeah. Every day that passes. <laughs> He's got a shrine to her in his bathroom made out of obviously, hair. Obviously, obviously. Um, set him back up. That set him back a whole minute. That that weird that weirdness. Um, and then here comes the Finn with the with the tea tray. And he describes her as a demoniac <clears throat> Finn. And huh. I looked that up. Is like basically calling her demonic. Like re- demoniac means related to demons. Huh. So he, I don't know what his obsession. One with like ref- one. Always calling her Finn. Never calling her... Even, like, my maid. Yeah, he calls her the race she is. Yes. Uh, But then he calls her demonic, basically. (laughs) Very weird. His relationship to his servant is very strange. Is it... um, Okay, so, like... like, Okay, so I had them both on their feet with the desperate suggestion that they help me make tea. So I think he's breaking the tension by saying, like, hey, let's go make tea. And then the Finn comes in with the tea. So, like... So it's demonic in that way? Yeah. Yeah. Took away his chance. Um... And then amid the welcome confusion of cups and cakes, a certain physical decency established itself. Gatsby got himself into his shadow, and while Daisy and I talked, looked conscientiously from one to the other of us with tense, unhappy eyes. So now his eyes are unhappy and tense. So as much as Gatsby lies, his eyes always tell very clear emotional truth. Yeah. Um, however, as calmness wasn't an end in itself... I made an excuse at the first pop-up moment and got to my feet. So Nick's leaving. And this one when he tells Gatsby he's being a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> so Gatsby goes, this is a terrible mistake. A terrible, terrible mistake. So he's like really, he's never been this uncool in his life. I love it. You're just embarrassed, that's all. And luckily I added, Daisy's embarrassed too. She's embarrassed, he repeated incredulously, just as much as you are. Don't talk so loud. You're acting like a little boy. I broke out impatiently. Not only that, but you're rude. Daisy's sitting there all alone. And then he raised his hand to stop my words. So <laughs> Ooh, I missed that the first time. So Gatsby's like, okay, shut up. I got my game back. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. That's a pretty bold move, yeah. And Gatsby's about to go in yeah, there. Yeah, looked at me with unforgettable reproach. <laughs> wow. So Gatsby's like, F you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a hand. little boy. I'm a man, <laughs> and I will get this woman. <laughs> so it's like when your coach says something mean and gets you all riled up. <laughs> and opening the door cautiously, went back into the other room. I like, um, yeah, so then Nick goes outside, um, and I like. Uh, I walked out the back way just as Gatsby had when he had made his nervous circuit of the house half an hour before. So one, yeah, Gatsby made a little run around the house. A little nervous circuit. But yeah. two, half hour. So Nick is also very conscious of time. Through. Half hour, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so and then this great description of Gatsby's house. You mentioned that you were struck by the idea of his, uh, uh, when once more I was pouring in my ir- irregular lawn, well-shaped by Gatsby's gardener, abandoned in small, muddy swamps and prehistoric marshes. So prehistoric, there's another, things that are, so this is like an ancient thing. So old, old clock, prehistoric marshes. Later we're going to get to his library, which is based on the oldest library in the world. So ancient things too. So maybe it's just pointing out <laughs> this kind of love is also very old. Ancient, yeah. Well, it's like, and there's there's all the new trying to be old, right? The new money trying to be old money. This new this new relationship trying to be the old relationship. America trying to be England. America trying to be, trying to be England, exactly. So then we get this uh, nice description of uh, Gatsby's house, and he's looking at it like Kant at his church steeple for half an hour. So like Nick is also being a weirdo studying Gatsby's house. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I think he's just trying. I mean, he's killing some time while they're yeah. By kind of ruminating, Kant, I guess, came up with all of his theories while so, yeah, looking at a church yeah. steeple. He's also philosophizing. He's Yeah, he's wildly philosophizing. Um, and then we get some history of Gatsby's house. A brewer yeah. had built it early in the period, craze, a decade before. So weirdly, I didn't make this question, uh, an alcohol man. Aha, a so, brewer. Get, yeah, brewer. So like an old, basically, probably the uh, the ability to make alcohol is in this house. Yeah, probably. Sure. You could probably brew some home brewing. Yeah. Is Gatsby a home brew bro? Alcohol. Yeah, a lot for sure. So but then yeah, but then yeah, Gatsby made his made his money uh in the liquor business, presumably at least part part of it, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Um 
a brewer built it, and there was a story that he'd agree to pay five years taxes on all the neighbors' cottages if the owners would have their roofs thatched with straw. So he wanted them to look like little peasant houses around his big mansion. Yeah. Perhaps their refusal took the heart out of his plan to found a family. He went into an immediate decline. His children sold his house with a black wreath still on the door. Americans, while occasionally willing to be serfs, have always been obstinate about being peasantry. It's a great line about the American people. Yeah. So, like, uh, meaning, like, listen, we'll, we'll, you know... We'll work very hard for a rich person, but then yeah. we won't refuse to make them people we don't live for tell us how to live. We're not going to... Yeah, I mean, like, essentially, it's like, we're not going to bow down to you. I mean, like, we'll work... For money for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll work for nothing. Uh, but we're not going to make... Tell you... We're not going to let you tell you how to have a roof. Yeah, don't change my roof, man. Um, After half an hour, some more time, bing. the sun shone again. So it's raining when they first meet, and then the, it it clears up. Yeah. So the awkwardness is uh, gone, and now the sun's out. Yep, that's probably the, the meaning of the rain. Yeah, is to kind of create the storm tension. Comes back. Oh. Uh, but yeah. So let's see. Let's see. The maid began opening the upper windows of his house, appearing appearing momentarily in each, and leaning from a large central bay, spat meditatively into the garden yeah i like that image yeah i went in after making every possible noise in the kitchen short of pushing over the stove so that's just a funny like because yeah. we've all had roommates and we're like ah oh, i think my roommates with this girlfriend i better like really take my time on the stairs <laughs> like really take my time with the log really like stomp my way to the bathroom just so i, I don't want to hear my friend moan <laughs> I am coming back into the apartment now. Whatever happened is over now, okay? Yeah. Uh, they were sitting at either end of the couch, looking at each other as if some question had been asked or was in the air, and every vestige of embarrassment was gone. So good. Like, that's the sun coming out. They're not embarrassed yeah. around each other. Uh, Daisy's face was smeared with tears, and when I came in, she jumped up and began wiping at it with her hand handkerchief before a mirror. But there was a change in Gatsby that was simply confounding. He literally glowed. Without a word or gesture of exultation, a new well-being radiated from him and filled the little room. Something has happened. The emotional weather of the room is entirely different. Like, the weather outside is entirely different. Yes. Um, the tension's been cut, at least for Gatsby. I mean, like, they both feel differently. But they were awkward before. Now, Ga now Daisy's crying and Gatsby's happy. And this is a great line. Uh, it stopped raining. Has it? When he realized what I was talking about, that there were twinkle bells of sunshine in the room. He smiled like a weatherman, like an ecstatic patron of her current light, and repeated the news to Daisy. What do you think of that? It stopped raining. I'm glad, Jay, her throat full of aching, grieving beauty, Oof. told only of her unexpected joy. So, like, it's like a very, they're, they're just having, saying, like, meaningless small talk, but it, like, hurts their souls. Oh, like, it's, like, load, so loaded. Yes. I mean, they're not talking about rain at all. Yeah. Also, is there, he's a weatherman? Is, is there... 1925. Tele when when is tele television not invented for? Yeah, but a people while. predict because there's always been farmers' almanacs. People have been like, "This is what the weather's going to be like." This okay, season. yeah. They, so it's not. By, there's like weather. Weather goes back a long time. It's gotten better, and <laughs> and but they were people have been able to measure pressure and temperature for a long. Sure, time. but there were weathermen. But like I'm picturing a weatherman on TV. Yeah, but that's not, not at all no, what it is. It'd be whatever they write in the newspaper. That's why he said in the journal it said this is the weather. Yeah, he smiled like a weatherman. But like how? So weathermen smile, I guess. Hey, whatever. Yeah. Let's move on. That is a good point. I don't know. How do you know what a weatherman's smile is like? Thank you. F is right, Fitzgerald right a time traveler? Is New Fitzgerald the time <laughs> Track it. Um, let's see here. So Daisy's watching her face. All right. So I want you and Daisy to come over to my house. Uh, he said, I'd like to show her around. You're sure you want me to come? Absolutely, old sport. So Nick is like, come on, man. You're here for her. Don't, I know. Don't make me go Let on Let poor Nick stay home. This is funny. Daisy went upstairs to wash her face. Too late, I thought, with hum humiliation of my towels. <laughs> so, like, Nick is, like, a consummate host. He's like, ah, oh, shoot, I forgot to wash my towels. Like, <laughs> this is, like, big life-changing moment happening in front of him. And, he, and he's like, ah, oh, I'm embarrassed. Cats be, or Daisy's going to see my towels. This is She's so... going to tell everyone about the towels. I'm mortified. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, my house looks well, doesn't it? And then it, it said, which is interesting, it says he demanded. Ooh. 
very strong. Like he's like, yeah. say my house looks good because right. it's what I've built is my tribute to her. See how the whole front of it catches the light? I agree that it was splendid. Like, he, like Nick's been there. He's been your neighbor for like a month. So right, like, yeah, what it's you a great house. Everyone thinks so. Yes, his eyes went over it, every arch door and square tower. So now, like, his eyes are focusing on the house, but his eyes tell him about now this is, like, his big thing. It took me just three years to earn the money that bought it. I thought you inherited your money. I did, old sport, he said automatically, but I lost most of it in the big panic, the panic of the war. <laughs> so, <laughs> lies. Uh, yeah, another lie. So clearly he got caught in his story. Yeah. I'm like... For a moment, he wants to brag about making money, uh, which is more impressive than you inherited it from your rich not family. Not to some people, for some reason, right? He's trying to be English old royalty. Old money, yeah. yeah. He wants to be old money, not new money. Uh, now, we're getting into the house. The idea that the but house... also, Daisy knows he's old money, because he was poor when he was a soldier. Daisy, Daisy knows he's new money, yeah. Yeah, because like, he's like, you got to give me some time to make something of myself. This is maybe we could chalk it up to like he's he's right now he's vacillating between the Gatsby character and you know and James Gats or whatever his actual yeah he's like yeah the shock of Daisy has almost yeah. made him himself again he's dropping the character and also he's out of the house and he's walking towards the house right so we have this idea of Gatsby without his house is is nothing you know what I mean like Gatsby is the house he is the car you know like so when he's in these things he's he's the character but when he's Outside of it, he's back. But that's also normal. like we talked about with Daisy. When Daisy's talking, her voice is so magical oh, that she's so charming. But yeah. when she stopped talking, people tend to not like. Like Nick is like, oh, she was just lying right then. She's being weird. Like uh, she's trying to impress me for some reason. Like only when she's not talking can Nick figure out Daisy. The same way, only when Gatsby's not at his house can Nick not be charmed by Gatsby. Yes, and now, and Gatsby knows this about himself it seems that's why he got his house all prepared and he wanted to have tea at nick's house not in new york that was offered up he wanted to like he wanted to be able to show her the house and this is what they're there for okay uh i think he hardly and then more lines i think he hardly knew what he was saying for when i asked him what business he was in he answered that's my affair so he's like none of your business yeah uh before he realized that it wasn't an appropriate reply (laughs) (laughs) oh i've been in several things he corrected himself i was in the drug business and then i was in the oil business but I'm not in either one now. He looked at me with more attention. Do you mean you th- you've been thinking over what I proposed the other night? Uh, but then things move on. He yeah. gets distracted by Daisy. Uh, that huge place there, she cried, pointing. Do you like it? I love it, but I don't see how you live there all alone. I keep it always full of interesting people, night and day. People who do interesting things. Celebrated people. So that that's how he sees his party. as just like collecting yeah. people. Yep. Um, so a great see. description of the flowers and the gates. Um, yeah, so they passed by literally. They kissed me at the gate flowers. Yeah. Um, let's see. Inside, we wandered through the Marie Antoinette music rooms and restoration salons. I felt that there were guests concealed behind every couch and table under orders to be breathlessly silent until we had passed through. As Gatsby closed the door of the Merton College Library, which is looked it up as the oldest active library in the world, and in England, so both ancient things and English things that yeah. Gatsby's trying to aspire so to. Why, so is that is that so? Is he just kind of making a joke like, "Oh, it's the Merton College Library over here" or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know why it's, it's not quotes. called that in Ma- his house. Maybe he's like saying it was built around that, a built b- based on that. And yeah. Nick is being like, or yeah, I don't know. It's weird how he says that. It's in quotes, so maybe Gatsby says it. But Nick um, is like making fun of him for doing that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's the reference to maybe the library was like brought like wholesale, for like it's like it's like crane is you know airlifted from England or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, uh, they go into one chamber where a disheveled man in pajama was doing liver exercises <laughs> on the floor. So this guy is hungover and like puking. <laughs> I love it. He's and I, and also like. You can, how do you exercise your liver? I mean, like he's I doing. I think that's a joke about puking or something. Yeah, <laughs> about I, being hammered. Yeah, like this. This is the the border he's referred to earlier. You know, like so he's uh, he's the only guy who's there all the time, and uh, he's just a huge alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, it's this alcoholic that just lives in the stranger's house, <laughs> rent free. Like is given his chance to earn his keep, and he's like, "Oh, I can't play the piano." <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. 
What a weirdo. Uh, I love liver exercises. I just, I just, it's just so funny. Um, he had one cease looking at Daisy, and I think he revalued everything in his house according to the measure of response it drew from her well-loved eyes. So eyes. eyes. And obviously, Daisy looking at the house is the most important thing to Gatsby. It's what the house is for. So now he's seeing his life through someone else's eyes. Yeah. Um, sometimes he stared around in his positions in a dazed way as though when her actual and astounding presence, none of it was any longer real. Once he nearly toppled down a flight of stairs. So yeah, Gatsby's <laughs> like in a dream world right now. Yeah. Basically high. Um... His bedroom was the simplest room of all, except where the dresser was garnished with a toilet set of pure, dull gold. So he's got, like, a gold bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's see. Um, and then he says, it's the funniest thing, old sport, he said hilariously. I can't when I try to. So, like, he can't put into words. This articulate man has, like, lost the words to describe this moment. He had been full of the idea so long, dreamed it right through to the end, waited with his teeth set, so to speak, at an inconceivable pitch of intensity. Now, in the reaction, he was running down like an overwound clock. That's what's how he's feeling now. Yeah, another clock thing. Whoa! Hey. So now time went too fast or too far, and now he's got. He's like, he's spinning out of control. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to build up things for that long. Um. So he, then he shows her the shirts. Here come the shirts. So he says, I've got a man in England who buys me clothes. So he, once again, English fashion, trying yep. to be English. Better than American fashion. Um, yeah, it's worth it's worth shipping the stuff over from England. That's how good the English stuff is, apparently. He sends over a selection of things at the beginning of each season, spring and fall. He took out a pile of shirts and began throwing them one by one before us. This is weird to do. <laughs> Here's oh, yeah. all my shirts. <laughs> before us, shirts of sheer linen and a thick silk and fine flannel, which lost their folds as they fell and covered the table in many-colored disarray. While we admired, he brought more and the soft, rich heap mounted higher. Shirts with stripes and scrolls and plaids and coral and apple green and lavender and faint orange and with monograms of Indian blue. Suddenly, with a strange sound, Daisy bent her head into the shirts and began to cry stormily. Stormily? So storm's coming. Storm's coming, baby. Rain, storm. Such a famous, such a famous image from this book. The shirts. Yes, just a pile of shirts. And they make Daisy cry, which that I, I'm reading it now. It's like Daisy's so shallow. It's like the thing that brings her to like to cry, like tears of like joy and beauty is like $10,000 worth of clothes. I don't think that's what she's crying about because she Good. says, I hope not. There's such beautiful shirts. She, she sobbed, her voice muffled in the thick folds. It makes me sad because I've never seen such. And then a pause such beautiful shirts before right so this is right so she's Good. crying about the man that she could have had and what he is now this man who but he's just rich yes but i think she i think the big point is she genuinely loved him in the way that daisy can she's obviously she can love yeah. easily and everyone but there was all those soldiers that wanted to talk to her when yep. she was in louisville and this was the man who captured her heart yep made her cry on her wedding day because he sent a beautiful letter um, so she j had genuinely, but she said, he said, we'll find out later. Wait for me. I want to make a man of myself. Oof. And she didn't wait. She's like, I don't think he can make a man of himself. And here comes this man who gives me a $7 million piece of jewelry. Right. So this is the man who's going to give me the rich life I want. And then here comes Gatsby, the man she could have had. And, but she left cause she didn't think he could get him the life she wanted. And now he's literally throwing expensive things at her. Yeah, but the money. See, the thing that bothers me is like it's not about the money. I get right. It's like because okay, so because Tom's got tons of money. Yes, but the reason she loved Gatsby is that she loved him, but she didn't think he would be able to provide for her because she is still a shallow woman. Right, and she's obsessed with all this stuff that everyone seems to be obsessed with in this in this she novel. She loves to be very right. rich. Right. She loves to be sophisticated. Even she loves that it makes her miserable that's sophisticated. She loves being over the fact that how rich she is. Yeah. That's how rich she is that she likes being over how rich <laughs> she is. But she wanted that life very much. Yeah. But, but she realizes now she could have had that life with this man who is so passionate about her, who actually is a good man and a good and not actually cuz he's also is a bad in ways right but he's whatever like he's he's she's he's the man she loves and he's more her capable life of needs. romance and he seems far more dedicated to daisy than tom ever is yeah tom cheated on their honeymoon and that complex emotional web brings us to crying at shirts yes here we are 
And then right after that, two paragraphs were talking about the green light already. After the house went to see the grounds and the swimming pool and the hydroplane and the midsummer flowers, but outside Gatsby's window, it began to rain again. So we stood in a row looking at the corrugated surface of the sound. If it wasn't for the mist, we could see your home across the bay. So they can't see the green light anymore. Daisy's next to him, and they can't see the green light. A storm is coming and is taking his way, his view of Gatsby away. Foreshadowing. Yes. So this big storm's coming. Now you can't see the representation for Daisy. You're gonna. So he lost the green light. Yep. And she's gonna. So the same way he's gonna lose her. But the, so the green light is yearning for Daisy. Yeah. Daisy. Daisy's here with him. There's no longer a green light. Yes. In the bay. So, and, and and it's literally explicitly said for so for all the high school kids like there's no. Yeah. Uh, Fitzgerald. No, no symbolism. <laughs> he literally says his count of enchanted objects. He called, if that's not a synonym. For a synonym for uh, symbol, then I don't know what it is. Enchanted object? <laughs> yeah, good God. I mean, like, yeah, like he's saying he's a symbol. Like, okay, okay, but he seemed absorbed in what he had just said. Possibly it had occurred to him that the colossal significance of that light had now vanished forever. Colossal, colossal significance. Literally on the nose. Here's a symbol, buddy. <laughs> it's like the thing. It's like we're talking like like uh, Fitzgerald is both writing a good novel and reminding you that he's writing a good novel. Like yeah. it's like Kanye like saying he's writing a, like this is a, this is the track of the year while he's doing the track. And it is the track of the year. And then it's also it's, the track of the year. So it's so it's frustrating. Bad. It's yeah. bad that he said that. <laughs> Um, let's see here. His count of enchanted objects had diminished by one. Mm. Compared to the great distance that had separated him from Daisy, it had seemed very near to her, almost touching her. It had seemed as close as a star to the moon. Now it was again a green light on a dock. His count of enchanted objects had diminished by one. And then, so Nick and I was just walking around. And then we get this, a little piece of history. Um... A large photograph of an elderly man in yachting costume attracted me, hung on the wall over his desk. Who's this? That? That's Mr. Dan Cody, old sport. The name sounded faintly familiar. He's dead now. He used to be my best friend years ago. There was a small picture of Gatsby, also in yachting costume, on the bureau. Gatsby with his head thrown back defiantly, taken apparently when he was about 18. I adore it, exclaimed Daisy, the pompadour. You never told me you had a pompadour or a yacht. So, yeah, so... This wasn't part of their seductions because it was gone. It's the, lo- the lost years. This is the lost years of Gatsby. Look at this, said Gatsby quickly. So he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Here's a lot of clippings about you. Yeah. And that's a weird thing to do, too. <laughs> Here's all the newspaper clippings that I heard about you, and I've kept them. High school boys, just another thing. Don't say, don't show screenshots of uh, newspapers or um, yeah. Facebook don't, statuses. Don't take newspaper clippings of the girls you have crush on. <laughs> They stood side by side examining it. I was going to ask to see the rubies. So that's a joke. The rubies. Because remember he talked about the rubies? Yeah. Uh, that he's uh, he's that character in the park. So like, he, was he, just collect- he was collecting rubies for a while. That was like his his, uh, his hobby. He's collecting yeah. giant rubies. Yeah. Uh, so he's making fun of Gatsby. Uh, Gatsby took up the receiver. Yes, well, I can't talk now. I can't talk now, old sport. I said a small town. He must know what a small town is. Well, he's no use to us if Detroit is the idea of a small town. So just a joke about <laughs> about dumb gangsters. Yeah. <laughs> also, the his world of crime is bursting in on his moment with Daisy. Yeah. So right. how he made himself is interrupting his time with the reason why he did went into this. Right. Right. Uh, come here quick! Cried Daisy at the window. And this is just too, like magical. The rain was still falling, but the darkness had parted in the west. The darkness was gone in the west, not in the east. In the west, so that's so west towards... Egg and, so west egg, the darkness is gone. East egg, it's still very dark. Aha. Uh-huh. East egg is old money. Yeah. Uh, no, wait a minute. I forgot. Whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> no, west... Yeah, west no, egg's they're old, in west, west egg. West, west egg is new east? money. West yeah. egg is where Gatsby and, and Nick live. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the darkness had parted in the west, and there was pink and golden billowy of, billow of foamy clouds above the sea. Look at that, she whispered, and then after a moment, I'd like to just get one of those pink clouds and put you in it and push you around. <laughs> That's like a weird thing. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. They're like, all right, well. <laughs> well, you can't. Well, stop. <laughs> I tried to go then, but they wouldn't hear of it. Perhaps my presence made them feel more satisfactory alone. So that's weird. <laughs> I like that though. I think that 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 reminds me of the um the idea of the big parties being uh so intimate. 
that Jordan Baker says, like small parties, there's no privacy. At a big party, there's uh, is it so intimate? Yeah, it's like because he's there, he's allowing them to be alone. Like they, the pressure of like being alone, yeah, is not there yet. Yeah, but yeah, Nick's classic third wheel. The third wheel is preventing them from being like having the basically, they're building up sexual tension. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Club Springer is going to play the piano. Yeah. Club Springer apparently plays the piano. Refuse. He's like, please, I, I don't practice anymore. I'm an alcoholic who lives on your floor. <laughs> uh, real quick, in the music room, Gatsby turned on a solitary lamp beside the piano. He lit Daisy's cigarette from a trembling match. So his hands are shaking. Very important. Over it. So excited. And sat down with her on a couch far across the room. So they're now isolating each other from uh, Nick. And when Clip Springer had played the love nest, he turned around on the bench and searched unhappily for Gatsby in the room, in the gloom. I'm all out of practice, you see. I told you I couldn't play. I'm all out of practice. Don't talk so much, old sport, commanded Gatsby. So he's like, they're basically making out. <laughs> he's like, shut up. I'm trying to. <laughs> and then there's some funny lyrics. In the morning, in the evening, ain't we got fun? Uh, and then description of basically a storm. So there's wind yep. and thunder. Yep. Storm's coming. All the lights were going out in West Egg now. Uh, it was the hour of profound human change. Uh, so there's literally this. Their chemistry is creating a storm in the world. Yeah. So the storm's back. It's yeah. interesting. So I don't. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm tracking this. If it, if its weather is very clearly symbolic. I mean, I know it's something, but because he picks the weather, <laughs> he yeah. wasn't like writing that they like ah. Oh, Long Island was storming there. <laughs> I just got to make sure that I'm true to the weather. Like, yeah. He put the storm in there. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, the storm. So the storm's the bad stuff. Then they're seeing the, these clear skies. Daisy's optimistic but about the future. It's also like thunder and lightning. It's dramatic, big, but yeah. also scary and dark. And yeah, it's, it's like. But it cleared up when they sort of first. I mean, I assume what and happened then, when so Nick. It first, so it was bad when they first met because yeah. it was a bad idea to surprise her. Yeah. And then they got over it, and it was sunny again. And then and now think, they're going to be alone, and it's a bad idea again. And so it's storming. But when they were first alone, I think that like I think that like Daisy said, like I still do kind of love you because Daisy's crying. Uh, that that I mean, Daisy said something positive about about Gatsby because that made Gatsby happy and made Daisy sad. Yeah. Because like obviously she's got more to lose here. And then this is a funny lyric: "One thing sure, nothing sure. The rich get rich, and the poor get children." In the meantime, <laughs> in between time. So it's all just a one, poor, another yeah. class Children. thing. Just literally rich and poor. Um, so, and this is beautiful writing. As I went over to say goodbye, I saw the expression of bewilderment had come back into Gatsby's face. As though a faint doubt had occurred to him as to the quality of its present happiness. Ooh. Almost five years. There must have been moments, even that afternoon, when Daisy tumbled short of his dreams. Not through her own fault but because of the colossal vitality of his illusion. It had gone beyond her, beyond everything. He had thrown himself into it and with a creative passion, adding to it all the time, decking it out with every bright feather that drifted his way. No amount of fire or freshness can challenge what a man will store up in his ghostly heart. Wow. One of the greatest American sentences ever written. (laughs) (laughs) And essentially right. So Gatsby... The, the the real life Daisy's not going to live up yeah. to the dream of Daisy. No, it's not he's happen. been fantasizing about this woman that he hasn't seen in four years. Yeah, since she was eighteen. Yeah, and now she's twenty three and a mom and married. <laughs> a bad mom, a bad wife. As I watched him, he adjusted himself in a little visibly. His hand took hold of hers, and as she said something low in his ear, he turned toward her with a rush of emotion. I think that voice held him most with its fluctuating, feverish warmth, because it couldn't be overdreamed. That voice was a deathless song. They had forgotten me, but Daisy glanced up and held out her hand. Gatsby didn't know me now at all. <laughs> I, I looked once more at them, and they looked back at me, remotely, possessed by intense life. Then I went out of the room and down the marble steps into the rain, leaving them there together. Back into the rain. Back out into the rain for Nick. Also, one more uh, uh, mention of Daisy's voice. I think that voice held him most with its fluctuating, feverish warmth. So anytime she says something, he is moved. Yeah. So maybe he's back He's back in it now. Because yeah, like, it seems like he's maybe a little bit out of it. Her actions always disappoint him. 
Aha, uh-huh, but the yeah, her yeah, her, her words will later disappoint him. Yeah, the musicality but of her voice. Just her whispering into his ear is everything he's ever wanted. It seems like yeah. everything everyone wants. It's that's her greatest charm. It's just saying things and then you're just in love with her. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh very romantic but foreboding. Yes, there was it's the, it was tense and it seems uh yeah like comically awkward for this like yeah. millionaire playboy basically Hugh Hefner to get nervous around a girl I know I love it every chapter ha- every chapter has like a little bit of um like a little bit of comedy and a little bit of like real satire and like a little bit of drama you know it's like yeah. it's very balanced stuff like some real tragedy um and then Nick here is just like Nick is always made to witness <laughs> All these weird. He's Tom makes him meet his mistress, which is such a weird move, and then <laughs> they make him watch their first date together. Yeah, he's like a sh- stupid chaperone of his. In, in and I know day. that Fitzgerald needs this just for the sake of narration. Like he can't leave because you have to s- describe more of what's going well, on. Well, yeah, it's good that he's there to witness it, so we can we can see it too. But it's yeah. also weird that like Nick doesn't just like guys like let me go. You're. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, this is the biggest moment in your two lives in a long time. I don't care. I don't want to be. I'm secretly in love with Gatsby that I still believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely something. Um, he wants to watch. He likes being within and without. You know, like yeah, he, he's big within without. Um, it's crazy. Like you know, like I still, I'm still pretty, so impressed. Like Fitzgerald, like wove, like the idea of, like he's a narrator and a character. Like and so the idea, that, like this is a character. One of whose one of the, one of his traits is he observes and describes stuff very well. Uh, and yeah, like, his job is he knows the economy. Yeah, he understands everything that's obsessively happening. Obsessively observant and very restricted on his behavior in a very loose world. Yeah, it's almost like uh like the Heisenberg principle where it's like he doesn't really disturb things by observing them, or it's not. Yeah, Heisenberg. he literally says he doesn't judge, so he's yeah. just trying to say exactly well. And obviously that's like nonsense. <laughs> like people He are, does judge, yeah. Which he, is one he judges, but two it's in like it's so hard to say. Like no one can actually reserve judgment. Yeah. Um but he's basically trying to say, I'm a great narrator. <laughs> yeah. You believe me, but also it's very convenient that he needs to be believed because he's hiding that he's an alcoholic. Yep. He's hiding that he has PTSD. He had that weird moment with the now weird homosexuality isn't weird but he had a homosexual experience yeah. with the photographer for sure he has weird feelings about Gatsby that he's trying to like make sense of yeah um and also he is a for a guy who's like I'm just here to work on bonds get away from drama <laughs> it's like well time to get into a relationship with a celebrity golfer and stick my nose into a marriage affair yeah literally he is helping his cousin cheat on her, his husband Helping the husband yeah. cheat on his cousin, and oh yeah, Myrtle. so he, he's he is a drama queen. <laughs> yeah, he's not telling either of them. Yeah, he's yeah he, he loves knows it. everyone's secrets. Yeah, and he does nothing with it. The wild they, something of unknown like, men. What do you want? I'm throwing thing. I want to give you something, and he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's like, well, I want you, but I can't ask <laughs> that. I'm just thrilled to be invited. Yeah, it's very strange. Very interesting little thing here. Um. Yeah, it looks like next chapter is the one where um, uh, you get you kind of describe the you get the J the James Gatz stuff. Yeah, we get a little bit more grounded. The Dan Cody, Dan yeah. Cody Gatsby, and I think we also get like that his perspective of him meeting Daisy, which I actually is probably my favorite part of the book. Oh, cool. Good. Um, yeah, and then there's um, more Jordan stuff. Um. And there's Tom again meets oh, yeah. Gatsby. So there Tom again is bumping into Gatsby. Poor Tom. Tom and Gatsby, Gatsby can't go a minute without being mentioned to each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're 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 constantly put next to each other. They're like, yeah, hey, you guys are parallels. You're fighting over the same woman and never will you be anywhere where you don't have to think about the other person. Yeah, they're fo- they're they're so clearly foils. They're fo- they're foils for one another in terms of uh their characteristics. And what's f- and yeah, well, we'll talk about it next. But there's literally very there's there's well, it's great writing in every chapter. We've obviously gushed. Spoiler about it. alert: there's great writing. Yeah, uh, but we're yeah. slobbering all over this novel. Yeah, but I think we uh, so we're gonna do so we got six, seven, eight, nine, so four more chapters, and then yeah. maybe one more 
overall book chapter uh, episode. Yeah, but thank you guys for sticking with us this long. If you have, <laughs> if you have, or if you jumped in right now, thanks very much. Weird to start at chapter six, but Weird to start. I respect it. <laughs> I would so respect it and appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, our episode. Yeah, the- come see us do comedy. I, if, if they're if they're listening right now, and it's like you like us, you like us. So if you're um, still in at six. You either really like. The Gatsby, <laughs> the, the Gatsby, <laughs> but that was uh, did you see the movie? Big fan of the Gats, yeah. Where uh, the, the, one? The, the the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. Where like the the manuscript says the Gatsby on it, and he writes in pencil the Great the Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> that movie made some mistakes. That is so contrived, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, we should uh, do a movie. We could do a movie app. We could do a movie app. That's yeah. what we'll do. We'll That's talk about move. the movie. Uh, but yeah. We're at the Lincoln Lodge on Saturdays at the Under the Gun Theater. Uh, it's like a tighter version. It's like a tighter. Um, it's like a podcast, but it happens just live, and it's one person, and it's really well rehearsed, uh, tight jokes. Yeah, we're we do stand up at the Lincoln Lodge. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you could follow us online underneath our names. Uh, I'm so yeah, Kevin Lobkovich. I'm on I'm that on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm Terrence Hartnett. Ha Hartnett on Twitter and Instagram. And then otherwise, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you for Chapter 7. Chapter (laughs) 6. See you for Chapter 6. Hold that. Chapter 6 and 7. I mean, yeah. We'll see you then, too. See you for 6. All right. Bye. Bye.